Hello and welcome to Horror Court Trash Over, the show that discusses all the masterpieces and trash pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And May the 4th be with you. Ugh. We're doing a May the 4th episode. Sound a bit more encouraging, Chris. God. That's cheesy. We've just watched some amazing films. <laughs> You've just made a cheesy joke. Oh, yeah. Well, that's me. People would be disappointed <laughs> if I didn't. But yes, this is a May the 4th special. Um, if you're... If you've been living under a rock your whole life. May the 4th is Star Wars Day. Is it officially Star Wars Day? I think it's officially Star Wars Day. Well, it, it is now. I declare it. Is it just internet Star Wars Day? I think so. It's with Star Wars Day. And okay. then May the 5th is Revenge of the 5th. Oh, God. Just so you know. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah. I've I, I seen someone post the other day because of The Mandalorian that the whole month is This Is The May. Instead of This Is The Way. But that's, that's taking it a bit too far. Um, I don't but, think Star Wars deserves a whole month, does it? Well, that's a bit rude, isn't it? Um, yeah, so it, it, it is Star Wars Day, if you are listening on to this on day of release. So we are bringing you a special double feature. Because we've already done the holiday special way back uh, when we first started. So today we bring you... Caravan of Courage, an Ewok adventure, and Ewoks, the Battle of Endor. And we're also bringing you the message that the 80s were fucking weird. Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think if The Phantom Menace was released in the 80s, we would have had a Jar Jar Big spin-off? I'm convinced we would. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't anyway in 1999. (laughs) I mean, I, I was I was a big Star Wars fan when I was younger, and it's it's dwindled quite a bit since, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, but you know, I was there first day of release for Phantom Menace, and I I was a child, I was eleven years old, and I loved Jar Jar Binks, and I had a Jar Jar Binks, um, watch. Um, I wanted the backpack, but it was maybe a little too flamboyant, um, so I went with the one instead. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't want to get like bullied or anything for it. Um, but yeah, I love Jar Jar Binks. I'm surprised they didn't do a spin-off. Can, can we make sure that was loved? We still we still want people to listen to the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I didn't particularly like any of those prequel films when we watched them recently. I, I didn't think any of them were like comparable to the original trilogy. Um... Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. I mean, Revenge of the Sith is at a push, a good film, good minimum. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I prefer the sequel trilogy. Uh, well, obviously the original trilogy over all of them, but the, the sequel trilogy and Rogue One and, what, and whatnot are some of the better ones. Um, what are your, what's your opinions on, because I know these were just as divisive as Jar Jar Binks, what's your opinions on the Ewoks characters? Okay. I've always loved them. I love the Ewoks. Yeah, I, I love the Ewoks. I mean, they didn't, they, they were a big part of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. But they weren't like the whole film. I think some people think they're in it more than they really are, and that they sort of, take over the whole film and they're just annoying but I, I thought I've always thought they were quite cute yeah when I was younger I mean Return of the Jedi was my favourite of the three yeah uh, do you still share the same opinion about Ewoks after watching these two films <laughs> do you know what yes because actually these two films spoiler alert are, are fucking dire <laughs> but the Ewoks are actually the best part of the film. 
It's the rest of it that's shit. Yeah. Um, well, we'll start with Caravan of Courage and Ewok Adventure. Uh, released in 1984. Uh, directed by John Corti. Uh, who's directed Twice Upon a Time, Oliver's Story, Alex and the Gypsy, River Run and more. Never heard of any of them. No. Made on a budget of $2 million, but I'm not sure how much it made. That's, that information is directed available. to TV, isn't it? It's directed to TV, yeah, this so one? It's all, it's all about ratings. Well, it's in the trivia, they're, they're actually. Both, they're both TV movies. Well, I'll, I'll start off with this then. The film had a short theatrical release oh. in the UK, Germany, the Netherlands, Mexico, Australia and New Zealand. Oh, Okay. Uh, it takes place between the events of The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, which makes absolutely no fucking sense. No. Because, spoiler alert, the Ewoks are talking English in this film at no. some point. Well, Wicket is. Um, yeah. They cer- he certainly does not speak English in Return of the Jedi. No. Um, eyelids had to be created for the sleeping Ewoks because the original masks used in Return of the Jedi didn't have them, but they were digitally added to the Blu-ray release along with everything else oh that George Lucas liked to digitally add. Um, the sound effects used for the fairies was reused in Willow. What's it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first of two made-for-TV spin-offs uh, from Star Wars... Fans remain split as to whether they should be considered part of the official Star Wars canon. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Since Disney acquired Lucasfilm, uh, this had been part of Legends, and is therefore not canon, thankfully. Some people feel it and its other Ewok movies should receive special editions capable of making them canon, especially due to include uh, including original trilogy actor Warwick Davis as Wicked the Ewok. Uh, the main change would be removing Ewoks speaking human language, uh, and they these have recently been released on Disney Plus. If you uh, if anyone wants to watch them, no one wants these to be Star Wars canon. Are you fucking kidding me? Why? Uh, if these are Star Wars canon, then no, the special the Arthur better be Star Wars canon <laughs> as well. Star Wars fans are fucking. No, no offense to Star Wars fans, I mean, a lot of you are great, but a lot of you are fucking weird. I mean. You know, I'm a big Star Wars fan myself, but fuck me, some people take these films so seriously, and I, I've I've seen arguments break out on the internet because of Star Wars opinions, and it's like, come on, guys, seriously, and, and it's weird because it changes all the time. Like we were saying about the prequels, now they're like classed as good films apparently, uh, but they were really hated when they first came out. And then the sequels are meant to be shit, but they were loved when they first came out, and. It's really weird. It's a weird going on. I think when it comes to reviewing a film, it's a matter of taste. You know, and I can't yeah. necessarily turn around and say, you know, you're wrong when someone's giving their opinion. I can disagree with it, but I can't turn around and say you're 100% wrong. Unless they're making up shit. Yeah. To do with the film. When it comes to these chronology, uh, what's canon and what's not canon, I do feel a bit like, oh, come on, guys. Y- you know, it's it's just a film about Ewoks. Let's not get yeah. into an argument. It doesn't need to be canon. It, it, it really doesn't need to. There's nothing. But you're taking it just as seriously as the people <laughs> no, that you I'm taking... <laughs> yeah, okay. called out. Okay. But, but seriously, though, like, why would these need to be canon? <laughs> they don't. They're just films. They're just two films within the Star Wars universe that happen to include Ewoks. Um, one in particular that was in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I'm a big Legend of Zelda fan, 
And if anyone else is as well, you know that timeline's fucked. You have absolutely no idea, you know, where any of this is in the timeline. But really, who cares? Just enjoy it. Just, just well, enjoy I, it I mean, it is. just enjoy it, really. These two films. Just not enjoy it. Oh, not these two films. No, don't enjoy these two films. <laughs> Star of uh, a franchise that has been quite um, decent with canon, Nightmare on Elm Street, Robert Englund revealed in an interview for the science fiction genre magazine Starlog that he auditioned for the role of Jeremy. The dad? Yeah. Oh, okay. He probably would have done a better job, let's face it. Um, the various food... What job? He was on the screen for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, and he did a fucking terrible job with that certainly, time. He certainly did. That's why he was recast in the sequel. <laughs> the, the various food items seen throughout the show uh, were gathered from Marion Vegetable Markets and San Francisco's Chinatown. Cactus, odd little squashes, tomatoes, nuts, gnarled roots, leafy greens, and every imaginable type of dried fish and fungus, according to uh, the production notes. Because, yeah, I mean, Star Wars... That's an exciting trivia. Well, it... Vegetables. <laughs> yeah, but Star Wars, they, they try to make everything look different to, you know, to real life. Whereas this, there's even a fucking rabbit in it at some point. <laughs> There's a wolf. There's a wolf. They genuinely don't give a shit. No. I'm just like, oh, do you know what? Just a wolf. That would work. No one's ever going like, no to watch these. Let's just fucking throw them together. But they're all, they all seem to be kind of based on Earth yeah. stuff. So throughout sort of Star Wars, it's like, what's his name? It's a trap guy. Uh, Admiral Atbar. Well, he's clearly based on a fish. Yeah. But you don't see any fish in Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, don't see, you don't see an aquarium in Star Wars, but he's clearly based on a fish. Also, everyone speaks English, apart from the Ewoks. Um, so, let's, let's not get into that. But, you know, it's all English, isn't it? All these different yeah. planets... But there were, English is the one. There's not one planet. It was like, actually, we had some Spanish people. We, was, uh, we had Spanish settlers, we, so we speak Spanish on Endor. No, it's, it's all eventually English. Um, but yeah, I mean, what was the point we're making? The fact that this actually um, shows real life a little more than... Oh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's just low budget, isn't it? Let's, just get, let's get these fucking films out there. Get them on the screen. Before everyone forgets what an Ewok is. <laughs> Just in case you were wondering, the Ewoks, the Ewok actors all wore baby blue pyjamas under their costumes. Oh, lovely. Uh, in the film, Sindel teaches Wicked to speak English, um, as we mentioned earlier, and if the film had taken place before Return of the Jedi... Wicked would have just spoken to Princess Leia in English after the chase with the speeder bike. So <laughs> would have made things a lot easier. It would have. Um, the voiceover narration in this film is based on the voiceovers in wildlife documentaries. Yeah. Thank fuck they removed it for the sequel. Thank God. It's um, no David Attenborough, I'll tell you. <laughs> It was originally titled the Ewok Holiday Special. Oh, shit, so. it, it should have been titled the Ewok Holiday have. Special. Yeah. Um, Eric Walker didn't know that he was actually auditioning for a Star Wars spin-off movie. And thought he was and was told he was auditioning for an hour-long after-school special. And he was also chosen to play Mace uh, because he resembled Luke Skywalker. He did. I did get that. He has that... Um, well, the hair that... All the all the kids had yeah in in the film so he's got that Danny Torrance, um, one from Halloween. What's the kid? Tommy Tommy, Tommy Doyle. Tommy Doyle, 
Um, he's got that haircut where it's sort of like long, really long at the back. Well, apparently he looked so much like him that he used to uh, get mistaken for Mark Hamill on set. Oh. Bitch, that never happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Who in 1984 was like, oh yeah, oh, is that Mark Hamill is over that there? Mark that Hamill. Ch- is that child Mark Hamill? <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. What was Mark Hamill even doing in the 80s? <laughs> It, wasn't it certainly he, wasn't in this film. It wasn't until he did his voiceover work that people started to <laughs> know in him again. It was rumoured, or no, never confirmed, that Drew Barrymore was originally going to play Sindel. She kind of looks like Drew Barrymore. You could mistake her for Drew Barrymore. More than you could mistake the other guy for Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah. Um, there were some alterations, and Kurt's first mace was supposed to have his arm caught in a man-eating flower, which was changed to the creature in the glory hole in the tree. The bit of his arm. Uh, second, at the end of the film, when Mace sees uh, Isarina, the uh, glowing firefly fairy, uh, says goodbye, and then it snows in the original, uh, and Sindar and the Ewoks dance out in the snow, um, when in reality there's no dancing in no snow, sadly. Would have made it better. Okay. I've got a little, just a little trivia for myself. Uh, for you, just for you? Yeah, well, just for me. So, it's called Caravan of Courage. Mm -hmm. So, this isn't a caravan as in a vehicle caravan. No. Where you go on holiday to the seaside. No. So, it's a group... A caravan, historically, is a group of people, especially traders or pilgrims, travelling together across a desert in Asia or North Africa. (laughs) Yeah. So, it's any large group of people, typically with vehicles or animals, travelling together in single file. Because I was a little, I was a little disappointed that it wasn't just one big caravan. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they all had to clean out the toilet. Uh, but um, yeah, no, it's the other meaning of the word caravan. Yeah, so there are no caravans featured in this film. There are g- Getting into it, Wicked the Ewok and his friends agree to help two shipwrecked human children, Mason Sindel, on a quest to find their parents. Shipwrecked? Well, technically. Is... Oh, I, I mean, ship... they are ships, the, the spaceships. Oh, I suppose so. Um, the first thing I've got on my notes is, is 20th Century Fox actually released this. <laughs> did 20th Century Fox do the original? Uh, yeah. Trilogy. Yeah. But they did not have any involvement in the uh, sequel for this. No. Um, we get some narration introducing us to the story on the distant moon of Endor. Uh, where two people, uh, Jeremiah and, uh, what's the other one's name, Katerine, uh, they're looking for their kids, Sindel and Mace. Uh, and we're, we're informed by them that they're only little kids. Yeah, so she, I don't know what's going on with her voice. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've just got down why is she talking like that. She's like, oh, Jeremiah, what's happened to them? Yeah. <laughs> the acting for these two is Abysmal. Yeah. It is they, they awful. Really, yeah. Um, they, they really don't seem to be searching very far. So it, it's crash landed. The kids are gone somewhere or, or whatnot. But they only actually go like a two or three metre radius around wherever it's crashed. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really foggy. And out of nowhere, a giant troll creature comes out <laughs> of the shadows. And then we cut to the credits. Yeah, title card and opening credits over shots of Endor. Yeah, yeah. Um, With a few little Ewoks going about their uh, 
Some minor business. Yeah. Ewoks are just hanging out um, whilst Deej tries... Uh, Deej is father Ewok. Uh, tries summoning his sons. Uh, he thinks they're lost. Okay. Deej looks demented. <laughs> okay. Was it Wicket or Deej who had the... I think it was Deej who had the red eyes. Yeah. And, and like, like real, like, gnarled teeth as well. <laughs> like, he's really scary. Considering the other ones are, like... like Almost as if they're smiling. Um, this looks... It looks like it's got rabies or something. <laughs> really quite shocking. There's a, uh, a level on Star Wars Battlefront 2 game where you can play multiplayer and uh, the Ewoks uh, are coming to kill you and you're Stormtroopers. And it's like a horror level, but the Ewoks are essentially the villains if you're playing the Stormtroopers. Deej should have been the fucking leader. Shut up. <laughs> It'd make that so much more terrifying. <laughs> so, I know this is probably a question any self-respecting Star Wars fan has had for many years. Um, you know, before they started speaking English, because uh, Sindel taught them English, what language did Ewoks speak? Um, they spoke Ewokies. Ewokies. <laughs> That's the one, Ewokies. So it's like, it's like Portuguese, but Ewoks. Ewokies, yeah. yes. Um... Another question which Star Wars fans have been asking for many years is, you know, Wicket's a cool character and everything. And they asked the same question about Chewbacca before the holiday special. But what's his family like? You know, what's his family like? What's his mum like? His brothers? Um, Widdle and Weechi, you know, what are they like? I mean, if you weren't asking that question, you get it answered anyway. And much like the holiday special, because I was getting flashbacks, um, we get... These characters speaking in Ewokies with absolutely no subtitles. No. You would feel like... Not, maybe not as long as the holiday special. Oh, I don't know. Um, but a lot of this like, film. You would be the whole, having like whole conversations. <laughs> like, what's going on? Yeah. And, but, and the human characters, when they're introduced, they don't understand them for a while. But then it gets to the point where they're just like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, we understand you. And they start having conversations with them. That's the thing. It's like uh, Aunt Carney in yeah. the uh, holiday special. Like, <laughs> oh, yes, exactly. I completely agree. This is definitely what's going on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so for a while we get them talking. We don't have a clue what's going on. Um, no. But we had subtitles on. And, of course, we have the narrator to tell us what's going on. Yes. Um, Wicket, um, you know, celebrity Ewok, uh he uh, he is Deej's son, uh, and he has to stay behind whilst uh, Deej goes looking for his other sons, uh, Widdle and Weechi. Yeah. So what he has is a like a paraglide. Yeah, Para- the... like a paraglider, isn't it? I assume they're called Ewok flyers. Or yeah, something like I've that. called them paragliders because uh, that's what we call them in the real world. Um, and he's sort of trying to fix it or get it ready. And out of nowhere, a goat bites the rope. <laughs> this is exactly what I mean. Why, where would you goat. ever expect to see a fucking goat Goats. in Star Wars? Yeah, goat. <laughs> so the goat bites through the rope and the paraglider goes... <laughs> with Deej looking very demented, <laughs> um, holding on for dear life. So he started gliding uh, <laughs> over the forest and he see And the narrator... <laughs> Informs us that he sees a shiny object, but decides to continue his search. <laughs> Lovely. This film is made up of scenes like that. There's so many scenes in this film yeah. where 
something happens and it's like, okay, if you didn't show us that, we wouldn't have missed it. Yeah. Like, if, if you actually stuck to the plot of this film, it'd be about half an hour long. Oh, God, it's true. So, yeah, he goes looking for the kids, um, ignores the, the shining lights in the forest. Object, yeah. Um, and then he finds Whittle and Weechy, who are having a scrap, um, and shouts at them in a Cockney accent. Oh, he does. <laughs> Weechy! He does, yeah. He Cockney accent. I'm going to lie to you. It totally looked like they were making out it, on the It rocks. did, yeah. It totally looked like they were making out on the rocks. There was a bit of Ewok incest going on. <laughs> I, I was a little confused to begin with. I wasn't paying maybe as enough attention as I should have. And I, I, I thought that potentially he was trying to find his wife. And he caught his wife cheating. Because um, it totally looked like they were making out on the rocks. They, like, they'd gone off to a secluded place for a little make-out session. Um, the the real uh, and that's why his Cockney accent came out because he's absolutely fuming. <laughs> the real Ewoks of uh, Beverly Hills. Yeah. <laughs> the real Ewoks of Endor. There we go. <laughs> that's the episode's name right there. Um, uh, yeah, he's like, oi, whittle, stop sticking your whittle in Weechy. <laughs> you had to take it too far, didn't you? <laughs> he throws them some rope. He does. Um, which breaks when they're climbing down it to great hilarity. Okay. Both of these films, spoiler alert, not one, not one single rope is left intact. And we see a lot of fucking rope being thrown about, and it never, never once stays intact. No, and this magical rope, it just appears out of nowhere. Oh, this is magic, yeah, yeah. It's magical rope. They, they now decide to investigate the shine in the forest, finally, uh, and find a crashed ship. They investigate it and find a child who Deej threatens to stab yeah. or decided to help her. He should have fucking just done it. He should have just stabbed her. Well, they've, they've, so they're inside the ship and what, what gives the kid away? <laughs> Constant the fact that she's coughing. fucking coughing. <laughs> and th- this is it's a big plot point at the beginning of the film. But she coughs and she's coughs and she's not very well. But not once does she put her fucking hand no. over her goddamn motherfucking mouth. <laughs> So the, all of this, the, this must be, she must be ill for like, feels like a fucking hour, but it must be like 15, 20 minutes. And she's like, and I'm like, bitch, e- even before fucking COVID, I'd had an issue with that. Now even more so, I'm like, put your hand over your mouth, catch it, bin it, kill it, fuck off, you little shit. Yeah, so Deej decides not to stab her and starts getting a bit cosy with her instead. Um... And Mace comes in looking for her, looking like Budget Elite Skywalker, and threatens to shoot everyone. Now, um, Sindel and Mace are indeed two of the worst, most annoying, and badly acted characters in cinematic history. Like, they are unbearable. Yeah, just... Now, I'll give you this, Sindel isn't as bad in the sequel, but in this, oh my god, she is unreal in this. Her and fucking Mace. And Mace. I don't know which one I hate more. Oh, him. Because they just whinge throughout the whole film. Oh, he's, he's always rude. frowning. He's yeah. always frowning. And he's so rude. Like, really inconsiderate. <laughs> um, the Ewoks pile on him, uh, tie him up and kidnap him, uh, before taking the two of them back to the Ewok village. Wicket now... Oh, no, no, I got mixed up. This is where I thought Wicket had red eyes randomly, but it is Deej, and Deej is looking more demonic than ever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, after he threatened to stab a child. Uh, and they take Sindel to a table 
uh, before the rest of them take Mace to the table too, where he tries telling them to feed him. And, and he is not polite about it. No. Food, food, fucking food. 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 Give me some food, you little shits. Food. So she keeps coughing, <laughs> hand very much far away from her mouth. <laughs> And she's not very hungry, and she faints. Yeah, whilst the Ewoks are just gossiping in the background in Ewokies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mace wishes his dad was there. He would know what to do. And give a terrible fucking wooden performance. That's what he would have done if he was there. Um, the Ewoks give some medicine on a leaf, don't they? Yeah. To uh, Sindor. To which she, for the... First of what feels like two hundred times says, "I want mummy. Where's mummy?" Uh, Widom and Weechi fight. After... <laughs> Where? Where's this come from? <laughs> they do just randomly fight after gathering logs. Yeah, I thought I missed something here. Widom and Weechi fight after a log is dropped. So a log's dropped on one of their toes, and then they decide to fight. Uh, then Cinder's still coughing without putting a hand over her mouth. I will not let this go. It's disgusting. <laughs> The, uh, the demented Ewok gives her a flower and uh, she continues to go on and on and on about wanting her mummy. Where's my mummy? Blah, blah, blah. The when when um, she gets the flower, Mace pushes fucking DJ out of the way. He's like, get the fuck away from her. And she's like, cousin, oh, my mummy, my daddy. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, we'll find them eventually. Like, no, I mean, they're probably dead. I mean, we know they're not eventually, but... At that point in time, you know, yeah. they're probably dead. Don't lie to yourself. So then we get Mace... Um, I thought a... Cinder was going to die yeah. at this point. <laughs> Did you? I was really hopeful. It's never actually explained what's wrong with her. No. Uh, she's just She just coughs and faints. Um, Mace then gives her a run for her money when he decides to repeat... We need more medicine. <laughs> we, need, we need more medicine. We need more medicine. We, we need more medicine. More medicine. We need more medicine. <laughs> I, 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 I tried to keep up. I think it was about 12 times he said it. We need yeah. more, med- more medicine. We need more medicine. Where we can get more <laughs> medicine. Um, then the narrator really helps us out by telling us there is a special tree that only Ewoks know that contains this special medicine. Yes. Uh, Mace and Ewoks go to fetch some of this medicine. And Mace randomly tries to catch a furry thing in a tree <laughs> and gets his hand bitten. In a glory hole. In a glory, yeah. So it's a hole in a tree, essentially a glory hole. He gets a little too um, curious, puts his hand in, and it gets bitten. Uh, the music is <laughs> so dramatic. Like, really, really dramatic at this point. Uh, for what I thought was going to be a comedy scene, if really amps up the drama on that soundtrack. Yeah, but it's also another pointless scene. Oh, uh, yeah. Because in the next scene, we find out he's got a bit of a red hand from this tree, and I thought, oh, God, he's going to die now eventually. Yeah. Just goes. It just goes it away. just goes. Yeah. Everyone forgets about it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they're back at the village. Sindel uh, is... I keep going to call her Sindel <laughs> because of the character from Mortal Kombat. Sindel... Moan some more. Oh, I'm so sick. I'm so sick. And I literally got my notes. I just wish you'd die at this point. And they give her some medicine <laughs> to shut her up. That's what I'm cutting down. Uh, Mace, yeah, Mace has a rash on his hand where he was bitten. I wrote I, I that down. Excuse me. Ew. I wrote that down because I thought that might come back. 
further in the fucking yeah, movie. Just I thought that might be an interesting point. No, it's not. Sindel uh, is out of bed now. Yeah, she's um, absolutely fine now, unfortunately. She's just playing with a ferret. <laughs> Where this fucking ferret. Yeah, there's a fucking ferret in Star Wars. They start chatting shit about how Ewoks are furry. Oh, I wish we had furry creatures like you where I came from. And then she describes the Star Cruiser crashing. Now, I thought the whole, I want my mummy, repetitive, was annoying. The, we need some medicine, was annoying. I thought we got that out of our system. (laughs) I swear, I swear, it must have been about 50 fucking times where she's like, Star Cruiser crashed. Star Cruiser crashed. Star Cruiser crashed. And then Wicket the Star Cruiser crashed. Star Cruiser crashed. Star Cruiser crashed. Oh my fucking god. Yeah. Um yeah, we, this is where Wicket starts speaking English. If it was just Blu-ray, I would have taken it out and checked the fucking disc. <laughs> Yeah, Wicked Wicked starts speaking English and just keeps repeating Star Cruiser. Oh my god, Star Cruiser crashed. (laughs) Star Cruiser crashed. Crashed Star Cruiser. Oh. (laughs) Um, Mason Sindal sneak away from the Ewoks. Now, I know at first, you know, Deej did try stabbing Sindal, but then they also kind of saved her life. Mm. And they're fucking sneaking away because they're little twats like that. Um, Sindel starts whinging again and talking about her parents. So Mace wakes up. No, excuse me. I, I hate to be a dead horse, but if they're going to do it, I'm going to do it. Mace wakes up and says, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh my God, don't. <laughs> don't even ask that question. But no, Star Cruiser crashed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's. I'm yeah. giving myself a headache now. So they sneak away. Um, Sindel yeah, after a wolf house in the middle of the yeah. night. Um, Mace provides some exposition about how he's been a little shit and uh, doesn't get along with his dad. Oh my god! So he, they sneak out. Sindel spends ages putting her shoes on. Like <laughs> ages putting no shoes on as Mace grabs his gun from a sleeping Ewok, and then. Sindel decides she doesn't want to go. I'm like, then why the fuck did you put your shoes on then? Why if I just have to watch you spend ages putting your fucking shoes on if you say you don't even want to go? Yeah. They go anyway, running into the night. Yeah. Um, Sindel's like, our oh, parents are probably dead anyway. And Mace's like, you fucking kidding me. Like, well, no, it's just a valuable, you know, solution. Yeah. They probably are dead. Um, but then they are tra- they're chased into a tree by a creature that looks like previous podcast star, the Beaster Bunny. Definitely the Beaster Bunny. <laughs> I put giant hairless dog creature. But exactly what you called the Beaster Bunny. Beaster Bunny, yeah. They, they sleep in the tree and are woken up the next day by Ewoks fighting the Beaster Bunny. Um, eventually, in a bizarre series of events, Wicket shoots it with a tranquilizer gun. Yeah. Um, but that kills it and leaves it with smoke coming out of its mouth. Does it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just asleep. <laughs> no, it was dead. His tongue was hanging out and he had smoke coming from his mouth. Oh. From this fucking tranquilizer. <laughs> Maybe it was poison dart. <laughs> um, I mean, they don't use poison darts in the film after this. Or, or in the second film either, where it no. actually would have really come in handy <laughs> at some point. Um, yeah, Mace finds his dad's life monitor attached to the Beaster Bunny 
and asks why it's on this fang. <laughs> you may have said Miss Fang, but I, I, we'll, we'll go with this fang. Yeah, so that indicates that their dad's still alive. And uh, the narrator conveniently tells us <laughs> that Mace must find the beast's master in order to save their parents. Um, no, no one in the actual film told Mace any of this. This wasn't explained, but the narrator helped us, helped us out as an audience. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> what's his name? The Logray. Logray. The Ewok cult leader. The Ewok cult leader. The Charles Manson of Ewok. Logray, the village mystic. He's as old as the trees. Yeah. The old bitch. So, the mist... In the bizarre series of events. He can help them locate their parents. So, he uses what... Could only be described as a large, like, dreidel. <laughs> Beyblade. <laughs> uh, Beyblade. Ah, yeah, a little bit like a Beyblade. Um, but, yeah, so a, a large object that he's spinning round that shows them in, like, a, a green tint for some reason. Not necessarily where the parents are, but just that the parents are alive in a cage. <laughs> whinging. Um, but apparently that tells them exactly where they are. Um absolutely awful acting on display oh yeah where are they where are they where are they <laughs> again the narrator kind of tells us that the Ewoks know that the parents are being held captive by the giant Gorax who lives in a land no Ewok has ever returned from I mean Paul I feel sorry for Logre in this scene because he's trying his best and Mason Cinder like fuck it tell us where he I is know, yeah. where, are they, where are they <laughs> Just shouting in his face constantly. So the Ewoks are nervous about the fact that no Ewok has returned alive from this place for about five seconds. And they're like, no, no, we'll join you. And that's fine. We'll we'll join you. Yeah. um, Shodu, the Ewok mother, is is a bit sad about this. She has a cry to the baby Ewok indeed. Um, And then, (laughs) in a hilarious sequence of events, um, Logre holds some sort of witchcraft ceremony. Yeah. And gives out some nice gifts, doesn't it? Yeah, so apparently these are like objects that have um, been handed down through centuries of Ewok ancestry. <laughs> yeah, he gives white wings to Deej, red wings of courage to Weechi, a magical walking stick to Wicket, <laughs> yeah. blue wings to Whiddle, Sindel gets a basic candle for a basic bitch, <laughs> and Mace gets a rock. Now, how does Mace feel about getting this rock? He's a fucking dickhead about it. First of all, before we move on to that, a crystal and a tooth are given uh, to them to give to other Ewoks along the way. But after this, Mace does not fucking shut up about this rock. He's... he's so, considering they're helping him, yeah. he's probably not going to be successful without their help. He is a fucking arsehole about this rock. Oh, I'm just going to get a stupid Why fucking get, rock. Why do you want to get a rock? Why am I the rock? Why what am I going to do rock? with this? Um, His sister got a fucking candle, man. <laughs> Not even scented. Not even a fucking Yankee candle. Half fucking but There's a tiny little bit left as well. It's not even like a full candle. It looks like an electric candle as well because it never burns down. <laughs> Um, Sindel and Wicket get on the Star Wars equivalent of a horse and carriage. Yeah, no, well, Mace, Mace is fuming and he 
throws the rock on the floor, doesn't he? Yeah. But he didn't realise that Wicket saw and picks it up. Yeah, so they um, Wicket and Sindel get in the horse and carriage. And Mace is also told to get in. But because he's a spoiled little cunt, he refuses to travel in something for kiddies. And says he'd rather walk. To which he does. Which he does. They go on an adventure whilst everyone waves them off. Uh, and it looks like it's the end of the film, but sadly we weren't. Sadly, looking. it's not. So I assume this is some sort of like um, ad break. Yeah, this is when we're introduced to Chuck a Trot, a new Ewok who uh, chops a tree down for a laugh, and Mace starts shouting in his face. Well, he, he's the Ewok woodsman. Yeah, as the narrator calls him. Um, so yeah. Yeah, they have an axe throwing contest, him and Mace, um, and. Yeah, and then after that, he uh, gives him the tooth. Yeah, apparently the tooth is his, off his outfit. Yeah. It must have fell off his outfit. In a... Like, how long ago if he's all been, like, <laughs> artefacts from centuries of Ewok history? In a bizarre series of events, we're introduced to a bit of a Slay Queen, aren't we? Are we? Yeah. Cake. The Ewok Priestess. <laughs> Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. So, I've heard they stopped to find an Ewok sitting alone in VIP. <laughs> if anyone's unfamiliar with the meme of uh, Drag Race Season 13 and so, um, Candy Muse, there's a photo online of her sat in VIP alone, <laughs> sort of. With sunglasses on, but like looking like the world's crumbling around her, and it 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 took off and it became a meme about sitting alone in VIP, and the way this is the name K is actually cake cake K A I N K cake, so the way cake is introduced, she's like sat on a bench like staring, just lifeless, not moving at all. And the camera goes around her to make a point of it as well. I'm sure we'll post a picture comparing the two online on Instagram. It was fucking hilarious. I was going to go back. (laughs) Yeah, um, she's the Ewok priestess and uh, they give her the crystal. And the narrator informs us that they have to pass some tests if they want this Slay Queen to come along with them. Um, So, yeah, Miss Fing gives Mace uh, the crystal... And it turns into a lizard, to which uh, Mace says, So what? It turned into a lizard. That don't impress him much. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's that's literally it. And then um, Sindel was like, Oh, Kink, will you uh, come out with my parents? Yeah, go on then. That's it. No, it's more like, Can you help me find my parents? (laughs) That's it. That's the test. Yeah, that's the test. (laughs) I, I swear, this could have been 45 minutes long. Yeah, probably not even that. <laughs> we, we've had breaks. Yeah. Um, Mace disappears into a magical pond, thank God, uh, and starts to drown but is unfortunately saved by Wicket. He uses his magic stick to pull him out. Pointless scene. Completely pointless. Mace pulls Sindal, uh, puts Sindal into the horse and carriage. Wicket pulls a tree branch back and lets it go, which causes the horse to run off. <laughs> Chuck a trot. Hilarious. Chuck a trot chases after the horse and convinces it to stop. Pointless scene. Pointless scene. Doesn't even use his tooth for it. No. 
No, he's literally like, <laughs> he literally just has a chat with a horse and stops. I have to say, in both films, wherever Sindel <laughs> is in jeopardy or in peril, it's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> in the next scene, she's burnt her basic candle. Um, she's she's got it on the go. And she's like, this sure is a good candle. It never burns down. And she's just sitting there staring at it. Uh, a fairy, uh, which is called a Wisty, in this, pays Mace a visit. So he follows it, only to accidentally let out loads of other Wisties. And one of the other, one of the Wisties dances around in Mace's hand whilst he and Sindel talk shit about families. Yeah. Pointless scene. Absolutely pointless. I, I thought it was like a firefly. Um, but then when she's doing the dance in his hand... It's totally a Tinkerbell ripoff. Yeah. And um, uh, he thinks that she eats giggles. Oh, don't even. Yeah, so they're all like... She's like flying about, like tickling them. Because uh, they're like, what does she eat? What we can get her to eat? And try to give her some like food, proper food. And uh, she starts like flying at them and tickling them. And then they're laughing. So, I think she eats giggles. I <laughs> <laughs> They finally... I literally put for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> they finally reached Gorax's fortress. And... Finally. <laughs> so so they've gone through the forest and uh, we're pretty we're pretty far into the film yeah. now. It's been a, it's felt a lot longer, but it's it's been a decent amount of time. And they get to so they're in the foresty bit and then they get to the um like desert part of it so this is the land that no Ewok has ever come back yeah. from and um, the narrator talks about acids acid, acid rain <laughs> and dried up lakes and I'm like oh my god you know this is you know this is where it's going to get really you know perilous for them nope they just <laughs> go across and they end up at this fucking mountain and I'm like Surely it should have been the other way around. We yep. should have had more time with this perilous desert. Yep, yeah, they finally finally made it there. Uh, Mace is told to use his rock to help them get in. But he's a little twat and he threw it away. <gasps> Thankfully, Wicket picked it up and gives it back to him. And yet again, he starts moaning about it being a stupid rock. Are you fucking serious? You threw it away. You're told you need it to get in. Why are you still fucking moaning? How the fuck do they know that he needs it to get in? <laughs> like, who knew? Wasn't it um, Sindel that suggested it as yeah. well? Like, who the fuck knew that this rock that he had would be the key to getting in? <laughs> like, fucking hell. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he figures out the something inside it and he gets it out, puts the object on the ground and leads them to a rock. Which somehow he blows up with his gun. He does. They enter the fortress. Uh, Mace can now understand uh, Ewokis and understands everything they're saying. <laughs> um, Deej says the children should stay behind, um, but yet yeah, they're willing to take Mace in. And he's not a fucking adult. Uh, yeah. Well, I suppose he's not, but. So, Mace and he's the. He's an e arsehole, so yeah. it doesn't matter if he does. Mace and the Ewoks have to climb across spider webs where really faint looking spiders drop down every now and then. You can see the strings. <laughs> you can see the strings. Um, Wicket and Whittle are doing headstands and talk about Star Crash. Oh my god, yeah. 
So that you want... Their, their favourite Caroline Monroe film. <laughs> um, they start doing impressions of the crash <laughs> that left Cinder without her family. She, she finds it hilarious as well. But it's kind of weird that they just... So, from going, trying to understand what Star Cruiser Crash means, they're now doing hilarious impressions of it. Like, well, look, it's your dead parents! You know, you know that crash that led to your parents, you know, be, potentially dying? Um, let's start doing impressions of that. Um, Chucka Trot saves Deed from a giant fake spider... And they chop the web down uh, once they make it to the other side with absolutely no consideration as to how they're going to get back. Exactly. But, you know, spoiler alert, they manage it without a problem. Um, a spider attacks Wicket, but he stabs it to death. He does, yeah. Deej and the gang find... He's fuming. He is. <laughs> My parents died in a Star Cruiser <laughs> crash. How dare you, ridicule. Um... <laughs> Deej and the gang find Gorax eating a bone uh, and then staring at Sindalamis' parents for a bit. He is just chewing on a bone. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> Jeff Rett, or whatever the fuck his name is, realises that um, that Mace is there. He's like, Mace, 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 it's Mace. What's his name? Oh, I, Jeff Rett. Jeff Rett, that's the I thought it was Jeffrey. Yeah, and Jeffrey. Then you're yeah. like, no, it's Jeffrey. I'm like, oh, yeah. what the fuck? Just call him Jeffrey. Yeah, he's really happy to see his son. Jeremit. Jeremit, that's, that's his it. Jeremit. He needs to tell his face that he's excited, though. I know, yeah. Um, the Ewoks jump on a plank of wood to send Mace flying up into the cage, only for him to use rope they already had in the cage to go back down again. I don't get this. I don't get the logic of this. Um, and it, I, it'll I, save him time. Save him time and a bit of budget. They didn't need him flying up into that. No. Like, what's the point? He, he, so he's springboarded to the cage, used some rope to then go back down the cage, but they didn't, they didn't climb down the rope. They, like, um, what's it called? Slid down. Yeah. I, I can't remember what it's called. You know, when people slide down a rope across, like, the Grand Canyon or shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Abseil. Um, abseil. Abseil. So they kind of do it like that. Uh, unsurprisingly, the rope breaks <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, but they all do make it to safety, don't they? Yeah, Gorax comes back and Chuck a Trot starts hitting its foot with an axe. And Mace unleashes Ezarina, the uh, the witty, to fly, to fly around uh, Gorax and piss him off a bit. Yeah. Um, and it does, but unfortunately it's also means the giant knocks some rocks off the ceiling and the, the woodsman Ewok, that's all I've got. Chuck a trot. Chuck a trot. <laughs> uh, gets squished by the does. falling rocks and dies. Yeah, but before his death, uh, he gives Mace his axe and Mace is like, no, please don't die. Okay, goodbye. And then yeah, he just goes yeah, away. Yeah. Like, this is meant to be a big emotional moment. Uh, the Ewoks and the parents trip Garax up with some rope Kink, because um, she's still in the film, makes a rock fall on its head and Katarine shoots it, which makes it fall down a big hole. But it comes back and... Uh, comes back for one last scare. Yeah, Mace is a hero and kills it with an axe throw. Yes. Uh, the kids and parents exchange some badly acted hugs. 
Yeah. Mace says uh, an emotional goodbye to his little fairy friend, um, as as Marina or whatever the fuck her name was. And uh, I've lost where I was in my notes. We get some mild celebrations. We do. We get yeah, some... The oh, yeah, there we go. So, uh, Wicket uh, has a dance on a table whilst uh, they're playing Ewok Banger. And the narrator talks shit about family, courage, loyalty and love to end the film. And that's... Uh, Caravan of Courage. That's Caravan of Courage. <laughs> what a load of shit. What a fucking load of shit. <laughs> it's so really bad. Just awful. Just re- really just lazy. And yeah. So lazy. Clearly some form of a cash grab. Oh, God, yeah. For the Ewoks. Um, you know, just... Let the, and let, let's, get, let's get this out there. Remind people Ewoks exist. And we'll get all the toys <laughs> on the shelves. And it's just really lazy, right? I fucking hated it. And the human characters were so fucking annoying. Yeah. Really just, yeah, awful all round. Sorry. Yeah, it's something that one I'll be uh, revisiting any time no, soon. No, absolutely not. So next up we have Ewoks, The Battle for Endor, released in 1985 and directed by Jim and Ken Wheat. Uh, who directed Lies and After Midnight, but that's not the interesting uh, side Lies and After Midnight? Lies and After Midnight. Uh. They are also the writers of many films, including A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, The Dream Master, The Fly 2, The Birds 2, Land's End, Pitch Black, and The Stepford Husbands. Oh, Okay. There's no budget or um, how much it made. Again, it's straight to TV. Um, According to an interview with Warwick Davis, the second sequel, known only by the working title Ewoks 3, was in the planning stages not too long after this film, but it never got made. I'm ashamed. (laughs) Because Wilford Brimley didn't get along with the the Wheat Brothers, uh, his scenes were actually all directed by production designer Joe Johnston. Oh, wow. (laughs) Bloody hell. <laughs> Imagine having beef with the directors on the set of an Ewok spin-off. Sure. Um, it had a, a short theatrical run in Germany. When the film aired on ABC in 1985, a viewer warning came on to warn small children and younger viewers of the film's content. And it read, Tonight's continuing fantasy adventure of Sindal and the Ewoks contains some scenes of suspense and jeopardy which may be too intense for very young viewers. The parents are encouraged to watch with their children. The film was rated PG for the, by the MPAA for mild, intense, disturbing images of sci-fi violence action and some startling moments. They're not wrong. <laughs> no. This is not a kid's film. It's, it's Yeah. <laughs> there is death and murder all over the place. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, spoiler alert, we do get Sindar's family murdered within the opening sequence. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get to that shortly. As with the previous film, this is a spin-off uh, of the Star Wars trilogy. Um, is it? Yeah. But fans remain undecided as to whether these are canon. And you know what? I'm not reading a shit out. Oh, it's the exact, same, oh, uh, Lord. It's the exact same one as before. You got angry enough for the first time. <laughs> The character of Noah foreshadowed a science fiction film that would be written by screenwriters Ken and Jim Wheat, 
about a man stranded on a desert planet where he is shipwrecked and that would become 2000's Pitch Black. Oh, the Vin Diesel film. Yeah. An Ewoks cartoon series premiered uh, the same year as this film. We did say we were going to watch them, but we didn't get a chance. Um, I can only imagine it's as entertaining as these films. The cartoon series ran for two seasons, uh, and it was a continuation of the film and its prequel, uh, Caravan of Courage. And in the cartoon, all the Ewoks spoke English, all of them. Uh, most fans aren't fans of the Ewoks speaking English, yet perceive the Ewoks movies and animated series could still be canon. <laughs> if they Stop. released... Uh, and, and then uh, more about them wishing they'd release special editions. Would you buy them, the special no. editions? No. No. Film takes place between the events. Uh, yeah, we know. Uh, Eric Walker is only on screen for thirty-three seconds. <laughs> Thank God. I know, yeah. The cage from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom that is used to lower Indiana down the lava pit is also used in Terek's Castle Prison. Oh. No Ewoks were caged inside, but you can see bones inside it. Oh, okay. So getting into the film, marauders raid the Ewok village and steal a power supply they believe to be magical. Wicket helps Sindal escape the evil witch, Cheral, and they befriend a hermit who may help them save the village. 20th Century Fox uh, do not have their logo to start this one. No. <laughs> they clearly watched Caravan of Courage. Um, we get more wonderful shots of Endor with the opening credits. And Sindal's back with her parents. Now, at this point, I added my notes. Great. I was, I was thrilled. Okay. Um, Wicket's still speaking English and questioning everything Sindal says. Oh, well, yeah, speaking more English this time as yeah, well. Yeah, he's perfected like, it. Just fluent now. <laughs> um, a battle starts with marauders, and these marauders look like um, the deadites from the end of Army of Darkness. So They do, actually. I think Army of Darkness may have been stealing from this. Um, they start burning down the Ewok village and murdering everyone. Uh, Katarine and Mace are murdered, thankfully. And <laughs> evil witch Cheryl and the bad guys steal stuff from the Star Cruiser and shoot Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. So in a what, fucking kid's film. In a kid's film. So, Jeremy has been recast, so you don't actually see the mum. No. Um, she's just just a corpse lying on the ground. <laughs> Uh, like Gary said, acting still better than the first film. Mace is only in it for thirty three seconds. I wonder what the story there is. Surely he wouldn't want to come back for just thirty three seconds. I know, yeah. But uh, Jeremy has been recast as uh, by as same character um, by the teacher from Breakfast Club. Was this the same year as Breakfast Club? The year after, I think. Year after, so he's. He must have been quite famous. So I thought he was going to get more screen time. I thought it was going to be him and Sindel through the film. Um, no, they kill him. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And they take, um, I, I, I describe it as like a battery. It's like an energy mm. um, source for the uh, Star Cruiser that he was fixing up. Yeah, and that evil bitch, Sherelle, she turns into a crow. Uh, catches up with Sindal and puts her in a cage with some Ewoks, including Wicket. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Sindal is, she, she's there, she's like, my family, they're all dead. What will happen to me now, Wicket? I'm all alone. And it's that point, it's like, fuck me, this is depressing. Yeah, no. 
But really, it's like for a kid's film. Yeah. You've just had this young girl's family killed within the first, what, five minutes, yeah. five, ten minutes. Shocking. <laughs> Uh, Wicket's just like, that's all right, uh, you're part of the Ewok family now, we're still alive, that's all that matters. <laughs> Fuck your parents, they couldn't act anyway. <laughs> and thank God your brother's not around. Oh God, yeah, rude brother. Wicket and Sindal escape, they're chased by marauders, uh, they make it to a cave and make the marauders fall down to their death. Uh, down the side of something. Yeah, they go up, they start climbing a mountain and uh, they manage to sort of get into... A sort of uh, hole in the side of the mountain, like a cave. Uh, the marauders are fucking morons, and they start shooting. <laughs> the uh, the the uh, what's the name? Wicket and Sindel are, are trapped inside, but the debris falls on top of the marauders, and then they <laughs> they fall to their death yeah. anyway. <laughs> uh, Wicket grabs a stick and is chased by a dragon-like creature who he throws a rock at. Yeah, it looks like a velociraptor with wings. <laughs> it kidnaps Sindal, <laughs> so Wicked gets on his Ewok flyer and chases them. Yeah. And yeah. almost murders Sindal in the process. Yeah, so uh, he drops a rock on the dinosaur's head, <laughs> and that makes the dinosaur drop Sindal. And she, again, hilarious. Wicket unfortunately manages to save her and uh, they end up paragliding to the forest. Yeah, they? and this is where we are introduced to the scene stealer, the best character out of both of these films put together, Teak. Teak, Poor yes. Teak, justice for Teak. So they sleep in a tree and they wake the next day to find some Teak, uh, but he's kind of like, I, I'm putting down a speedy rodent. But also kind of like a monkey. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what animal they're going for. I'm going to say monkey, but his name's Teak. But he's like super fast. And uh, he's trying to steal their food. Uh, Wicket then tries to bludgeon Teak. Uh, <laughs> but Sindel asks uh, if it can help them find food. So Teak takes them to a very messy home in the middle of the forest. Yeah. And they decide that no one lives there, which is weird because Teak obviously doesn't speak English. She didn't actually tell them where this place... You know, if they're ta- if Teak is taking them somewhere, surely Teak lives there. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but Sindel walks in, she's like, it's a fucking shell. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I'll tell you what, we'll live here. We'll clean it up, make it nice. What a dump. And, uh, yeah, but after they've cleaned and tidied and put some food on, turns out Wilfred fucking Brimley lives there. <laughs> and he is absolutely fuming. Yeah. He, for the first of many times, he chucks them out <laughs> and uh, tells Teakoff for letting them in. He begins to eat the food Sindel and Wicket were preparing. <laughs> and hilarity ensues. As Teak sneaks some of the food out whilst Wilfred Brimley's not looking. Um, his name's Noah. Yeah. I, I I really don't know what was going on with his mood swings in this film. He was never consistent. One minute no. he was angry, the next minute he was happy. It's really fucking weird. Uh, then we get even more hilarity as Wicket sets his ass on fire whilst they're trying to build a fire out front. <laughs> 
Um, Noah is having none of it. He's like, do you want to burn the forest down, you <laughs> pair of twats? <laughs> um, so he puts the fire out and lets them sleep inside in front of his fire, but for one night only. Yeah. Um, we then... In a bizarre series of events. events. We cut to black and white <laughs> as Cinder wakes and goes to the front door, where as she opens the front door, it goes back to colour, and the marauders are there. And uh, she's had a bad dream. Yeah, she tries waking Noah up and there's a marauder in his bed. It's like the nightmare sequence from American Wealth in London. Um, so Noah actually takes pity on her a bit and lets lets her and uh, Wicket sleep in the bed whilst he sleeps on a chair. Yeah, but then he's like, he's like, oh no, come on, you can sleep in the bed, it's all right. Then he turns to the teeth and he's like, they're fucking gone in the morning, yeah. I swear to you. He's so two-faced. <laughs> So yeah, the next day, Noah suggests that they leave as their families must be very worried. Uh, Wicket decides to... Uh, Wicket then decides to go and save his family. Yeah, he, he had no intention it. before. No intention of before. And actually, <laughs> not after. It's, it's a while until he, they actually decide. <laughs> no, because they never actually decide to go and save the Ewoks. They decide to go and save Cinder after she's been captured. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but he suggests it to, to uh, Cinder. Yeah. So at a castle, the marauders are trying to figure out the, uh, the, the battery they stole. Um, what's, what's the witch's name? Shiro. Shiro. Shirao. Shirao, played by Sean Phillips, um, who is a quite well-known, uh, I would say posh English, uh, well, I think she's Welsh actually, excuse me, but a British actress. So very much of the um, Shakespeare breed. Um, oh, she, she was, really put that to use here, didn't she? She was married to Peter O'Toole. She was in I, Claudius, you know, a very well-respected TV series. <laughs> and here she is here she in is. Uh, Battle for Endor. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the witch, she's struggling to figure it out. And uh, she's told to find the child, as the child should know how to uh, use its power. Yeah, um, she's told this by Terak, the leader of the Marauders, who's played by the giant from Twin Peaks. Yes. Uh, so Noah returns home, and Sindel and Wicket have gone. He's, he's so happy about it, isn't he's, he? He's actually Early really room. quite happy about it, and he's bitching about them behind their backs. <laughs> Until they open the front door <laughs> and they enter with flowers ready to make a pie. <laughs> Apparently the pies are the best Noah has ever had. He's, he's actually really pleased with the pies. Yeah, he doesn't hate them again now. And they're allowed to stay another night. So then the next day, Noah tasks them with cleaning the whole house. So if he's, they're going to stay, they have to clean the whole house, do all the chores and everything. Yeah. But instead, they decide that they're going to follow him to wherever he goes every day. <laughs> they do this, uh, and in a really long scene of them following him through the forest, uh, they find out that he goes to a star cruiser every day. And what's it in? A big bush! A big bush, <laughs> yeah, he does say, big bush! <laughs> Wicket's like, big bush, look! Bush, bush has window! Bush! <laughs> so, Wicket gets caught in a trap, and they're told off by Noah... Noah tells them that he's on Endor after a, a crash. He was with a friend, 
boyfriend, I'm assuming, who went off to find a, pa- a power crystal but never returned. He doesn't know how long he's been there, but he assumes it's a very long time. Um, yeah. So then then we cut to Noah playing a flute. Yeah, they're playing Ewok banger. Ewok banger, and they're doing a merry dance. Uh, they have a heart-to-heart about um, Sindel's dead family, and uh, she decides... To sing a really fucking awful <laughs> song about stars. About stars. Shirao <laughs> uh, in her um, crow, or, or is it Raven? I don't know which one. Well, this which. is when she's in fancy dress as Lady Godiva, and she's like, Santa! No, 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 no. She's outside, so she. Oh, at that point, she. So is. she hears the song, and she knows where they are. So the next day, Sindel <laughs> is awoken by her name being called out. Being sang from a distance. Sang. She thinks it's her mum. And then the shit song that she was playing, <laughs> that she was singing the night before, <laughs> this voice starts singing. Yeah. So she ends up following in the voice. And it's a, uh, yeah, Lady Godiva <laughs> looking woman with long blonde hair and a white horse. Um... The old man, Noah, and yeah. Wicket. Uh, no, they've seen that she's gone. And they well, can... Wicket throws water over Noah's yeah, wicket more. It does. Uh, and they follow uh, just behind. Um, so when Sindel, she's talking to uh, this young lady, the young lady asks for her cloak, and Sindel passes it, but <gasps> shock horror. What's it's that bitch. Sh- sh- Cheryl? <laughs> Cheryl. 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 Cheryl in disguise. <laughs> it's Cheryl in disguise and Sindel is kidnapped. Yeah, she takes her to the Marauder's Castle and tries making a show Tarek how to use the stuff he stole from the cruiser. Uh, Tarek tells her that she has until dawn to figure it out, uh, work it all out, and if she can't, he'll kill her, he'll kill the Ewoks, and he'll kill Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl? We're just going to Cheryl. <laughs> yeah. Cheryl reveals that Noah's boyfriend, Salek, is dead and he's in one of the prison cells in the castle. He's skeleton. He's a skeleton he? now. With glasses on. <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, our hero, like, Wicket and Noah actually find it quite easy to get to the castle. <laughs> yeah. So, they arrive at the castle. Um, they make a very poorly lit climb up the wall using a rope. Um... Does the rope break? I think it does, yeah. I think it does. Rope breaks at some point in this fucking film. It does. does. It's the same rope, so it counts, but it's just not now. So, yeah, so they end up getting up the the wall of the castle using this rope. Um, Inside the castle, they sneak past the marauders after Teak. uh, Oh, yeah, Teak's with them as well. He steals a large cloak, so hilarity ensues when they're all... Stood on top of each other, yeah. um, under a, a tall coat. Uh, Teak again uses his speed to get the keys off uh, the two guards. Um, but that stupid bitch, Sindel, she shouts his name. Do you notice this? Yes. Yeah. yeah, of course she does. So he's trying to be sneaky to get the keys, and she's like, Teak! Yeah. So the guard stands up, tells her to shut her fucking mouth. <laughs> sits back down, but, like, Teak gets stuck. Is it his hand? Yeah. Yeah, so his hand stuck up the guard's ass like a, a puppet. <laughs> and uh, 
He has to. And it's very clever on Teak's part. I think Teak yeah, should Teak get, does all of the work. He does all the work. Without Teak, no one would have been saved. So Teak sneaks one of the cards, because they're playing cards, these two guards. And uh, <laughs> he, he sneaks one of the cards to one of the marauders to make it look like he's been cheating. Um, that's noticed. And they both end up shooting each other. Allowing everyone but Cheryl to be uh, to be freed. Yeah. Uh, why why did they not free Cheryl? <laughs> well, Wicket tries to free to free her, and Sindel's like, "I fucking swear to God, don't you dare! She's a right bitch." Yeah, shouldn't <laughs> say that. Should, not her. She's, she's evil. evil. And they throw away the key. Yeah, they do. So they all start to escape. Tarek is fuming. It's absolutely fuming. The marauders start chasing after them. Noah blows a hole in the wall. And the Ewoks start to escape on a rope across the moat. Um, as the, a couple of other Ewoks are fending off the marauders. Everyone actually manages to escape. So no one actually dies at this part. No. Is, um, Cheryl is given her ring back. So she can find this, this second ship. Uh, say so that the marauders are after. Uh, the marauders gather their weapons, ready to attack the Ewok village again. Um, all the heroes and the Ewoks make it to Noah's ship, and they try to power it as the marauders close in on them. Yeah, the Ewoks set up a catapult, and they start fighting the marauders. Teak, um, in a really bizarre series of events, rubs some rocks together, and the dinosaur things that the marauders ride around on. Uh, he rubs some rocks together and makes them breathe in smoke from it, which sends them running. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a bit weird. I was like, could they not afford the fire effects? Surely he was just trying to set it on fire. Um, but yeah, there's just a really long um, sequence. A rip-off of, of the Return of the Jedi sequence. Exactly, yeah. It's essentially the, the same as Return of the Jedi. This one goes on for ages It does well. go so it's, long. It, I was sat there and I was like, I've got no notes to make. It's just catapulting Ewoks and shooting. and None of the Ewoks actually die in this part. No, either, no. Which is so weird because it was so like full-on at the beginning. Yeah. And then sort of at these moments, it's like... Uh, it's just the Marauders uh, getting, like, stabbed and, and searched, which is quite violent for a kid's film anyway. Yeah. Wicked gets caught in another trap. Uh, and some other Ewoks put Deej. Yeah, because Deej is in this. Um, oh, yeah. They put him on the catapult and launch him to save Wicked. Yes. Um, Terak kidnaps Sindel again. I swear, this girl has been kidnapped so many I fucking know. times in these two films. Uh, France the killer if he isn't given the shit part, but Noah's like, nah, I'll fight you for it. So, um, yeah, they have a fight. Uh, Teak tries saving Noah, but it's thrown into a bush. Bless him. Uh, Wicket throws a stone at Terek, which somehow kills him. Yeah, so... I don't know what the fuck happened there. So, Teak... Uh, not Teak. Um, what's Wicket. his name? Wicket uses a slingshot. Something that's throughout these two films is that Sindel and her brother constantly, throughout... Both films are like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do something? Why won't somebody do something? Um, but not actually proactively do anything themselves. No. It's really frustrating. Um, so Cinder's there and she said, oh, oh, what's going to happen? Oh, so, oh, Wicked, save him, save him. 
Um, so Wicket actually does. <laughs> he yep. uses his slingshot. I think unintentionally hits a crystal <laughs> that's round Terak's neck. No, it's not actually established what this is or why <laughs> no. this is, but apparently it kind of it kills him, and he turns into like how what do you even it's describe? Like a burnt corpse. Yeah, pretty much like a burnt corpse, like all the life sucked out of him, and yeah, it saves the day. Yeah. Noah tells Wicket how his life is better for knowing him. Yeah. And how he's a brave little warrior and calls Teak a sweet spirit who will love and miss. Yeah, so Noah's saying his goodbyes. Teak has a sling on his arm. <laughs> <laughs> when he was fried. And then Sindel starts saying her goodbyes because her and Noah are going to get onto the ship and leave Endor. Yeah. Cinder has a cry, she waves her goodbyes to Wicket and Teak, and they fly off whilst Teak and Wicket wave them off. Um, and yeah. that's Battle of Endor, uh, Battle for Endor. That's it. Um, it's really, I found that ending a bit weird. I, mean, I don't they, know where they're going. Like, where are they going? I mean, he's lived on Endor for God knows how many years, and uh, I mean, just, you know, I'd, he's been trying to fix the ship. Um, but he just hasn't had the battery power. But it's kind of like, well, what's the point? Also, what about Cheryl? Cheryl? Yeah. Oh, yeah, what happened to Cheryl? Yeah, she just, everyone forgot about her. Everyone did forget she about her. She's flying around as a crow. Maybe that was meant to be the sequel. Maybe. Cheryl's Revenge. Cheryl's Revenge. Revenge of Cheryl. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't get that ending. Surely they would just been like, oh, we might as well stay here. We've had a lovely time. Yeah. And she could just live with the Ewoks. She got no family. <laughs> Who the fuck is she going with? Walford Brimley's. A... He's, he's bound to hate her soon enough. He fucking was so inconsistent throughout the film. But he's yeah, they barely know each other. They've only known each other for a few <laughs> days. He's she's known Wicket for longer. Surely whatever she's been eating all that time hasn't you know done her in. No. Or anything. I find it weird. She should just stayed. But you know, Teak is. Um, Probably with my top 30 Star Wars characters. <laughs> um, he's a hero. He's a hero. He's a gay icon. Um, he's got his own little sling. The costumes look great. Like, I have no... I cannot fault the costumes in this, this film. This won an Emmy for special effects. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, because it's not surprising. Yeah, because the actual costumes are really good. Yeah, Teak's costume is, is really great. And the Marauders as well. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's, yeah... It, it is well made, um, but I, I, you know, I don't know if it's bad film Stockholm Syndrome, but I was invested in a story, um, and you know, murdering her family was a good decision, a bold decision, but a good one, but it is still trash. <laughs> it's still absolutely it's, trash. It's not good. Um, it has the decency to be shorter than the first one. By um, about a minute. The first one was like an hour and a half. An hour and 35, this is an hour and 34. No, it's not. Yeah. Well, this is an hour and like 15. Nope. Really? Yep. Oh. Wow. Time flies when you're having mildly <laughs> more fun. Um, I, I, I mean, I'd, I'd rather watch the holiday special than both of these ever again. <laughs> I, I thought the Cinder was more bearable in this one. Yeah. Mainly because she was off screen <laughs> uh, for more of it. Um... <laughs> when she was on screen, she's in danger, so it's funny. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, what, you know, Walford Brimley's 
Walford? Wilford. 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 I think he's Stenders. Uh, Wilford Brimley is a great actor anyway. So he, uh, it was better to yeah. have him if, in the film a little if, more. If you're going to watch either of them, watch this one. Um. Uh, no, because you have to watch them both. <laughs> Or you're not going to know what's going on. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But if you just listen to us, then you know what's going on. I was going to say, actually. <laughs> uh, but if, you know... I still don't fucking know what's going on. I've watched them both. If, if my release tickle your fancy, then absolutely watch the holiday special instead. Um, much more entertaining. But yes, so that is uh, Ewoks double feature done. Um, if you're a fan of either of these films... <laughs> Then um, let us know on social media, Horacle Trash over on Facebook and Instagram, Horacle Trash and Twitter. Uh, like and follow on all the SoundCloud and all that shit. Rate, review and subscribe on iTunes. <laughs> uh, it's from my brain, from my brain. We've watched so many bad films these last few weeks. It's actually, yeah. Uh... <laughs> oh, we'll see if we can find something good next week. Yeah, we don't know what to do next week. We'll, we'll figure it out. Something Is good. Is it my choice? No. Oh. No, your choice is the week after. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll we'll talk we'll talk scheduling after okay. after we record. We're professionals. Uh, I'm Derek Gaz ninety two on Letterboxd, Gazmo two five on Instagram and GazCruise ninety two on Twitter. Uh, I'm Chris Barker eight two three on Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd and all that shit. Exactly. <laughs> we'll see you same time, same place next week. Bye.